giving thanks to the Father, which has made us be protectors of the inheritance of lights, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom have, we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Colossians 2.1. For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you. And for them, they're chasing after the Lord. How's that? Mm -hmm. For as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be covered, being knit together in love, to all the riches of full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. This I say, lest any man should beguile you with any kind of enticing words. Though I be absent in the flesh, and yet I went through the Spirit, joined and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Oh my gosh, as you've been taught. Hmm. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy, vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, not after Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, and put it out of the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Buried with him in baptism, wherein you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who has raised him from the dead. So you might have that too. 3.11. Three, one. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things that are above, where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Set your affection on the things above, not on the things of the earth. If you are dead, your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, then, who is our life, who is our life, shall appear, then you shall appear with him in glory. If he is your life. So mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, sexual desires, covetousness, which is idolatry, who is things saying the wrath of God comes upon the children of disobedience, in which you also walked sometime when you lived in them, but now you also put off all of these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not to one another, seeing that you have put off that old man and all of the old man's deeds, all of the old man's deeds. Amen. And have put on the new man, which is renewed the knowledge after the image of him that created him. Whether it be the Greek nor Jew, circumcision, uncircumcision, barbarian, sitting, bond, or free, but Christ is all and in all. So put on, therefore, as elect of God, holy of love, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness or maturity. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. To which you are also called in one body, and that you should be thankful for. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you're going to do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. First Thessalonians 5.1 For the times and the seasons, brethren, we have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord is going to come as a thief of the night. For when the, they shall say, peace and safety, you think it's all good. Then sudden destruction is going to come upon them as a, come upon them as a travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in that darkness, then that day shall overtake you as a thief. Well, you shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. 
You're all the children of light, children of the day, not of the darkness, nor of the night. Therefore, let us not sleep as others, but let us watch, let us be sober. For they that sleep or sleep in the night, they are drunken or drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and of love for a helmet of hope and salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus, who died for us, and whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as you also do. Amen. 2 Thessalonians 1, 2. Grace to you, the peace from God, the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren. It's, it's meet because that your faith grows exceedingly, and that charity or unconditional love of everyone towards one another is beginning to abound. So that yourselves glory in you, the churches of God, for your patience and faith and all the persecutions and tribulations that you endure, which is the manifest token, the revealed payment, the righteous judgment of God that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for the things that you have suffered. What he's going to say is you're going to stop doing all your nonsense. Yes, it might suffer a little bit, having to stop that stuff, and it's what you've always allowed yourself to do. But if you endure through that, God says the payment's worth it. Yes. See, it's a righteous thing with them to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Remember, coming in a flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, of course, but also on them that did not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Whoops. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power? Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power? When he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all of them that believed, not walking in distrust or unbelief. Because our testimony among you in that day was believed. Amen. Therefore, also we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all of the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power in you. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and in you and him. According to the grace of our God and the, again, the Lord Jesus. And we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brother, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning. Yeah, it's not. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. Bound to give thanks always to you, to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit, the belief, belief, belief of the truth. Amen. Wherefore, we called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus. Therefore, brethren, stand fast. Hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether it be word or by our example. For our Lord Jesus Christ himself, even God our Father, which has loved us and given us an everlasting consolation and good hope to grace, let him comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and every good work. Amen. Amen. 1 Timothy 3.11. Read through 1. 1. 3. As I besought you to abide still in Ephesus when I went to Macedonia, that you might charge some that they teach no other doctrine, Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith. So do these things that give godly faith. Mm -hmm. Now the end of the commandment is charity of a pure heart, of a good conscience and a faith sincere. From this which some have swerved, have turned aside to vain jangling, desire to be teachers of the law, they understand neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. But we know that the law is good if a man uses it lawfully. Knowing this, that the law is not made for the righteous man, but for the lawless and the disobedient, for the ungodly, and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murders of fathers and murders of mothers, for manslayers, 
for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel, the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. Or to 18. This I charge, this charge I committed to thee, my son Timothy, or my kids here, right? Right. According to the prophecies which went before on thee, that you, by them I wore good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, and have and some having put away concerning faith have made a shipwreck of themselves. Who? Whom is Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they might learn not to blaspheme. Ooh. 616. 6-6-16. But godliness with contempt is great gain. If we brought nothing into this world, it's pretty certain we're going to carry nothing out. Having food and raiment, let us therefore be content. That they which we rich will fall into temptation and a snare, and many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction, perdition, when they all want to chase the feel good or the stuff that they think they got to have. For the love of money, the love of that life, is the root of all evil. While some coveted after they have erred from the faith, and they have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Funny. Sorrows. Hmm. But you, O man of God, flee these things. Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life where you have also been called in a, profession, a good profession for many witnesses. So I'm going to give you charge of the sight of God, who quickens all things before Christ Jesus, before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that you would keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord and our Savior Jesus, which in the times... His times he will show who is blessed and only royal, the King of kings, Lord of lords, who only has immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach, whom no man has seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power, and him everlasting. Amen. Amen. Khalid, 1, 1, verse 8. Be not, therefore not ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. He who has saved us and called us with holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and his own grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world even began, but now is made obvious by the appearing of our Savior Jesus, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. So I'm appointed a preacher and apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this which caused I also suffered things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him until that day. Hold fast the form of sound words which you have heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed unto thee by the keep, keep it by the Holy Ghost which dwells in us. And this you know, that all they which are in age should be turned away from me. Who for legions and homogenies, the Lord give you mercy, the house of Anisarus. He has often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. When he was in Rome, he sought me out diligently, found me, and the Lord granted to him that he may be able to find mercy of the Lord that day. And in many things, he ministered to me at Ephesus, you know very well. So we need to take a chance of walking with him and see what he's got to offer for us, right? Yes. 2.14. Behold, the hour comes, and you shall be scattered. Now, that's not a real friendly saying, is it? No. No. We know that was when Jesus was talking before he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. He goes, the hour's coming when you're all going to be scattered. Well, I'm trying to tell you, the hour's coming, you're all going to get scattered. Why? 
because of the distrust you have about the lifestyle I'm teaching you. You're gonna have no foundation in what I'm taught. So you're gonna not know what the fuck to do and you're gonna run for your life. Because your first knee-jerk reaction is I gotta take care of me. What do I do now when you could have learned this and we could have done this together? So listen really, really close to the fact that I believe if this doesn't change, you're going to run for your life. And I need you to understand, there's no place for you to run. Now, why? This isn't the first time. This is the last time. So you running for your life from this, because you didn't take the chance to know what to do, where are you going to run? Because this is the only thing that's going to work. You're not getting another chance. There's no place to hide. There's no place to, to, to go away and start over, to, to get a second chance. This is going to be the last fucking chance there is. And if you're not in a place to take advantage of what I'm teaching you when this happens, you'll scatter, you'll run, and you're done. It's over. He'll come back, he'll take his people, he's supposed to, in a moment of a twinkling light, come right back and destroy all those who are on the wrong side and all those that, remember, didn't obey. Oops. Does that make any sense to you? Does that not draw a picture of you that goes, yeah, shit, knowing the terror of the Lord, that's not the side I want to be on. Which would then motivate me to think, oh, God, no, 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 that shit ain't happening. I need to dig in this. I need this now. But I don't see that. I don't see you going, I can't, I got to give everything else. This is all that's got to matter. I can't allow anything else to matter. It's what I believe you need to do. This is the only thing that's going to save your life eternally. What I'm teaching you, what I've been trying to teach you for this whole time. And if you scattered, you're going to be scattered once and for all. There will be no reconciliation left. Jesus is not rebuking the disciples. Their faith was real, but it was disturbed. It was not at work in their actual things. They believed in Jesus. They walked in Jesus. They didn't think about Jesus. But when reality is, he told them, I'm the way, the truth, the life. They knew all this. But when the, 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 the soldiers showed up in the Garden of Gethsemane, they went, ah, and ran away. So what about, this is the Almighty God that had all these spiritual events. Why didn't they sit back and go, Lord, get them. We know what your spirit can do. I mean, right there, Peter slices an ear off and he goes, no, 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 put that sword away. He that lives by the sword will die by the sword. That's not the answer. And he puts Malachi, uh, Malcolm's whatever ear back on him. Is that a miracle? Yes. yes. But they should run away. So their idea of his miracle working wasn't going to be big enough to stop these soldiers. Well, what else is big enough to stop the soldiers? You know, when he first came up to him and he goes, yeah, we're looking for Jesus and here I am, what happened to him? They all fell down. Same power of his own name. I am he. Yeah. And then they got back up and he said, who are you looking for? Jesus. I've told you, I'm he. And then they gutted out, came forth and started this mess. That's what started this, the scuffle, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. That same power that knocked him down the first time could have kept him down. If they'd have believed. 
They could have seen the miraculous, but he said, you're not, you don't have that kind of faith. You're going to run. Your faith in me might be there, but it's not faith in who I am. It's faith in, the, in what you've seen me do. In other words, the food and the clothing and all the, this lifestyle you've had. We've, made, we, we've had this friendship for three years, but you really don't believe that I am the Son of God, that I have the power of God resting within me. To, that there's, like he told, told uh, um, uh, Pontius Pilate, he goes, you, you got the power of my life and death? He goes, I don't think so. You can't do nothing my daddy's not going to let you do. You think I can't call down you know, leagues of angels to come down and, and lay a whooping on all y'all? He goes, this is not my world. I'm not of this world. I'm of the other place. And, you know, I'm going home to be the king where I'm supposed to go and be king. But see, that's a guy that's confident in who he is. That's why he didn't worry about what was going on here. He knew it was only going to be for a minute. It was over. But the disciples tripped out. You ever notice that you know, the disciples, the only time they ever get brought up again is when they're all huddled up after he's dead and buried? John and Peter are the only two that even showed up at when the rest of it was going on. That's guy, that's 12. There's one down because Judas goes and kills himself because he can't take it. And Peter and John are the only two that showed up. Where's the rest of them? Oh, they scattered. Hiding in the closet somewhere, freaked out, not knowing what to do. Hoping they didn't come catch them. The disciples were scattered to their own interests. Alive to interests that never were in Christ. Things that they were afraid of that they were going to lose if they got caught as opposed to all that matters is Christ and I'm living it no matter what. If he's going to, if he's going to live, I'm going to live. If he's going to die, I'm going to die with it. But no, they scattered off to their, protect their own stuff. Alive to interests that never were in Christ. After we have been perfectly related to God in sanctification... Our faith has to be worked out in all of the actualities. Last night I taught about sanctification. Yeah. Being set apart, really set apart in Him. So once you've decided to be set apart in Him, now you've got to work that out in every aspect of your life. Every detail of your life needs to be set apart where nothing has any draw to it that draws you out of staying set apart. And your vanity won't allow that. Because yeah, I'll do it, but what about this? And what about that? And what about, you know, I gotta go to work. What about you'll have all these whatabouts? And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, apart from Christ, what do you got? Oh yeah, nothing. You don't believe that though, because if you if you believe that, you would not have the whatabouts. But because you don't believe that, you're always concerned about you and how what's gonna happen for you and how's this gonna work out for you, and God's going seriously. To live as Christ and die as gain. Our faith has to be worked out in all actualities. We should be scattered, not to work, but to inner desolations and made to know what internal death to God's blessings mean. All of them, they, they stood by, took, care, took, took in all the blessings they had, right? And even questioned some of those. But I was like, he's going to be gone. They're afraid, oh, what about my blessings? What blessings? They sought his hands and not his face. They didn't seek relationship. They sought what Christ could provide how many of us do that? We go to God every day with our wish list or our want list. I need this. Lord, help me with that. And all that. I go before the Lord and I ask him, Lord, do you want me, what do you want me to pray for them? I got all these knuckleheads. You want me to pray for them? And what do I do with this mess? And the answer is just work on your relationship with me. So Lord, all I'm going to say is teach them. You want them saved, you save them. Because you're going to have to create a situation where they have nowhere else to go. Try to tell them they have nowhere else to go. You need to show them. And he is. And that's my prayer. Why? Because if, 
you know, just like Paul's wish was, I, I hate to see my people, all of Israel, I want all of Israel to be saved. I want all of you to be saved. But my God, if me knowing that he's got to do what he's got to do to get you to want, want salvation, that could be an ugly picture. Because all that stuff that you thought was okay in the kingdom isn't even remotely okay. So what's he going to have to do to get you right with him so that you have salvation? You think if you just confess these things, that'll make it all better? You confess them, poof, he's going to heal them. Now if you remember... If my people that are called by my name, which should be you, humble themselves, realize you don't know nothing. Pray and seek his face. Lord, all I want to do is pray to you. I want to get to know you. And I need to seek your will for my life. And then, oh, oh, turn from your wicked ways. You think confessing them is turning? No, it's admitting. Turning is, I will never do it again. I don't care. Hell or high water, I'm not going back. Are we prepared for this? It is not that we choose it, but that God engineers our circumstances so that we're brought there to the point where we have to realize all we ever wanted was the blessings. God's going to engineer the circumstance that we're going to be brought to the point of having to make it the right choice, to be real. Our, until we have been through that experience, our faith is going to be holstered up by feelings and by blessings. When once we get there, no matter where God places us or what the inner desolations are, we can praise God that all is well. It doesn't matter who I am or what I am. I'm just glad I'm with you. That is faith being worked out in reality, in actuality. And he shall leave me alone. Have we left Jesus alone by the scattering of his providence? All things he's got to give you, and you just kind of scattered around and didn't bother, see, you know, kind of seasoned a few things with what he had to say as opposed to living what he said to live? Because we do not see God in our circumstances. Darkness comes by the sovereignty of God. Why? He wants you to seek the light. He wants you to seek the truth. Darkness is going to come by the sovereignty of God. That sovereignty means he said, this is the way it's going to be, and that's it. I'm not changing my way, so darkness is going to come by you not being and who you're supposed to be. You have no option but to see darkness. He took the mercy away, took your coping skills away. Guess what y'all have in store for you? Darkness. If you're not living according to the will of God, you have darkness planned for you. Does darkness sound like fun? No. no. So, um, maybe we start asking God to help us change these things right now, and then we don't let ourselves be that fool anymore. We don't let ourselves act out or shut down or do all the We start doing what's necessary instead of talking about or saying that we know it. We actually make a choice and change it. Amen. Are we prepared to let God do as he likes with us? Prepared to be separated from the conscious blessings. Till Christ is Lord, we all have ends of our own to serve. Our faith is real, but it's not permanent yet. God is never in a hurry. If we wait, we shall see that God is pointing out what we have not been interested in in himself, but only in his blessings. Not interested in being like him, but interested only in what the life of Christ has brought blessings into us, because better than life we had before we knew him. The sense of God's blessing 
it's just basic, it's elemental, it's not really relevant. He's I'm gonna ask that you go and you bless others because that's the way that you receive your blessings. So he says, I'm trying to teach about a lifestyle, but that's not really relevant. It's elemental. Just a, that's the baby food side of this thing. So be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Spiritual grit is what we need. We need to go do this righteously in Christ Jesus. Psalms 4, 1. 4, 1. Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. You have enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. O you sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love vanity and seek after leasing, in other words, your own ways of doing things? But know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him if I am godly. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord, the Lord alone. There be many that say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift you up the light of the countenance upon us. You have put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their corn and their wine increased. I both lay me down in peace and I sleep. For you, Lord, only make me dwell in safety. You know what you need to understand? This is who you've been and this is what you need to be. He's the only one who's going to put you in safety. You best, you best figure it out. 10-1. Why stand you afar off, O Lord? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? The wicked in his pride do persecute the poor. Let them be taken in the devices that they have imagined. Let them be taken in their own devices. For the wicked boasts of his heart's desire and then blesses the covetous whom the Lord abhors. The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all of his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgments are far above out of his sight. As for all of his enemies, he puffs at them. He has said in his heart, I shall not be moved, for I shall never be in adversity. His mouth is full of cursing, deceit, and fraud. Under his tongue is mischief and selfishness or vanity. He sits in the lurking places of the villages. Secret places does he murder the innocent. His eyes are privately set against the poor. He lies in wait secretly as in a lion in his den. He waits. He lies in wait to catch the poor. He does catch the poor when he draws him into his net. He crouches and humbles himself that the poor may fall by his strong ones. He has said in his heart, God has forgotten. He hides his face. He'll never see it. Psalm 12, 1. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases, for the faithful fall from the children of men, fail from the children of men. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor, with flattering lips and with double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all the flattering lips of the tongue that speaks proud things. Who has said, with our tongue will we prevail? Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now will I raise or arise, says the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffs at him. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth. 
purified seven times. You shall keep them, O Lord. You shall preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. 39. I said, I will take heed to my ways that I said not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. I was dumb with silence. I held my peace even from good and my sorrow was stirred. My heart was hot within me while I was musing the fire burned. Then spoke I with my tongue. Lord, make me to know my end and the measure of my days, what it is, that I may know how frail I really am. Behold, you have made my days as a handbreadth. My age is as nothing before thee. Truly every man at this best state, his best thinking, his best life, is still altogether just selfish. Surely every man walks in a vain show. Surely they are disquieted in vain. He heaps up riches and knows not who shall gather them. And now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in thee and thee alone. Deliver me from my transgressions. Make me not the reproach of the foolish. I was dumb. I opened not my mouth because I did it. Remove thy stroke away from me. I am consumed by the blow of my hand, blow of thy hand. When you have rebukes, dost correct man for iniquity. You make his beauty to consume away like a moth. Surely every man is vanity. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Hold not thy peace at my tears. For I am a stranger with thee and a sojourner, as all my fathers were. Oh, spare me that I may recover strength before I go hence to, and be not any more. 78. Verse 32. For all this they sin still, and believe not for his wondrous works. There were their days did he consume in vanity, and their years in trouble. When he slew them, they sought him, and they returned and inquired after early after God. They remembered that God was their rock and the high God, their redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth. They lied unto him with their tongues. For their heart was not right with him. Neither were they steadfast in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yes, many a time turned his, him his anger away and did not stir up all of his wrath. For remember that they were but flesh, a wind that passes away and comes not again. So how often did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? Yes, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Psalm 119. Verse 33. Teach me, O Lord. The way of thy statutes, and I will keep it unto the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Yes, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein I do delight. Incline my heart to your testimony, and not to covetousness. Turn away my eyes from beholding vanity, and quicken you me in all thy way. Establish your word in thy servant, who is devoted to thy fear. 
Turn away my reproach, which I fear, for your judgments are good. Behold, I have longed after your precepts. Quicken me in your righteousness. 144. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight, my goodness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield. And he in whom I trust, who subdues my people under me. Lord, what is man that you should take knowledge of him, or the son of man that you may account, makes account of him? Man is like a vanity, his days are as a shadow that passes away. Bow thy heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains, and they shall smoke. Cast forth lightning, and scatter them. Shoot out thy arrows, and destroy them. Send your hand from above. Rid me, and deliver me out of great waters from the hand of the strange children, whose mouth speaks vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song to thee, O God. Upon a psaltery, and upon an instrument of ten strings, I will sing praises unto thee. It is he that gives salvation unto the kings, who delivers David his servant from the hurtful sword. Rid me and deliver me from the hand of strange children whose mouth speaks vanity. Their right hand is the right hand of falsehood. That our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth. That our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace. That our garners may be full, affording all manner of store. That our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets. That our oxen may be strong to labor. That there be no breaking in nor going out. And there will be no complaining in our streets. Happy is that people that is in such a case. Yes, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Amen. Proverbs 30. Verse 2. Surely I am more brutish than any man and have not the understanding of a man. Y'all do what you're doing. You think that's normal? Mm -hmm. Brutish. And not have the understanding of a man. I neither learned wisdom nor have the knowledge of the holy. Who has ascended up into the heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in its flat, its fists? Who has bound the waters in its garment? Who shall establish all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name? If you can tell me. Every word of God is pure. He's a shield to them that put their trust in him. And you, not into his words. Add, you will do it, not into his words, lest he reprove thee and be found, you be found a liar. Two things I required of thee. Deny me not then before I die. Remove far from me my vanity and my lies. Amen. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me, Amen. lest I be full and I deny thee. And say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the, the name of the Lord my God in vain. Help me, Lord, so I can appreciate you for who you are and not just your blessings. Romans 1.16 For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. I might not be ashamed of it, but I must be not also blind to it, right? Yes. Right. But it's the power of God to salvation to everyone that decides to believe. To the Jew and also the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. It's our faith that gets us there. Faith to faith and is written. The just shall live by 
faith and faith alone. Romans 3.21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by the faith of Christ, and to all and upon all that believe, for there is no difference. It's about being believing. Amen. For all of sin and come short of the glory of God, so being justified freely by this grace through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be the replacement through, through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Amen. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him that believes in Jesus. Where is the boasting then? It is, it, it is excluded by what, the law or works? No, but by the law of faith. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Seeing it is one God which justifies the circumcision by faith and uncircumcision through faith. Do we then make void the law through our faith? God forbid. We establish its merit. Or what? What shall we say then? That Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh has found. If Abraham were justified by his own works, he has some, something to glory about, but not before God. If you're justified by your own actions, you're not justified before God. You're justified by yourself. For what says the scripture? Abraham believed God and was counted to him for righteousness. Now to him that works is reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that works not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is then counted for righteousness. Even as David also described the blessedness of the man whom God imputes righteousness without the works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquity are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord will not impute that sin, will not make that sin be put down upon that person. Comes his blessedness then upon the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcision also. For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it then reckoned when he was in circumcision or uncircumcision? Not circumcision, when he was still uncircumcised. And he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all of them, including us, that we believe. Amen. Though they be not circumcised, that the righteousness might be imputed given to us, or put upon us whether we've deserved it or not. Unto them also, the father of circumcision, to them that are not of the circumcision only, but also to the walk in the steps of faith that our father Abraham, which he had, being yet uncircumcised, had in his life. 5.1 Therefore, being justified by this faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus whom we have access by this faith and the grace where we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Amen. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations, the ones that you might have to face now. Knowing that tribulation is going to work patience and patience is going to give you a brand new experience in Christ. Amen. The new experience should give you hope. Amen. Might give you an eternal end. Right. Not an eternity and eternal lake of fire, by the way. Because that wouldn't be hopeful, would it? No. That may be something like Bonhoeffer. And patience to experience, experience hope, and hope makes us not ashamed. Because the love of God is then shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which has been given to us. 
which then will help you turn around. The Holy Ghost being, you know, shed abroad in your heart will help you grasp his perspective and not your own. And you can still have that if you're going to do what you've got to do. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for us, the ungodly. 6-1. What should we say then? Should we continue in sin that somehow grace can abound? God forbid. How should we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? If we're dead to sin, what are we doing? Know you not that so many of us that were baptized into Christ, truly baptized into, be brought into Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him by baptism into that death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk now in the newness of life, but not in the oldness of our sin. For if we had been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. You shall be. That means it might still be coming. Right. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that from now on we should not serve sin. And he that is dead is freed from that sin. But if we be dead with Christ, we have to believe we also shall live with him. And it's going to matter if I'm going to be dead. I also have to believe I'm going to live and I can't go back and be selfish. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more. Death has no more dominion over him. For that he died, he died into sin one time. Now that he lives, he lives unto God as so shall we. Likewise, reckon you yourselves also to be dead into sin, but alive unto God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Let us sin therefore then reign in your mortal body any longer that you should obey into the lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves to God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you either. For you are not under the law, but under grace. Amen. So what should we say then? Shall we continue in sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Always looking for a way out, huh? Know you not that whom you yield yourselves servants to obey? His servants you are. Whether it's sin and death or obedience to righteousness. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but now you've obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. Let's hope. From now, now you've decided to obey. Yes. Being then made free from sin, you became servants of righteousness. Mm -hmm. So I speak after the manner of men because I understand the infirmity of your flesh. For as you've yielded your members of service to uncleanness, it's an easy word. Yeah. Uncleanness covers a lot of stuff. Huh? Right. And to iniquity, and to iniquity, even so now yield your members service to righteousness and to holiness. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruits you had in those things, whereof now you're ashamed, I hope. Mm -hmm. For the end of those things is death and always will be death. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, you have your fruit and holiness. And the end of that is going to be hopefully everlasting life for all of you. Amen. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Amen. 7-4. Wherefore, my brethren, you also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that you should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God, that we'll be married to Christ in our relationship. For when you were in the flesh, the motions of sins, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now we are delivered from that law, that being dead, where we were held in that death, we should now serve in the newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Amen. What should we say then? 
Is the law then sin? God forbid. No, if I had known sin, but by the law, for I had not known lust, except the law said, thou shalt not covet. But sin, taking an occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. For without the law, sin was dead. For I was alive once without the law. But when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. And the commandment which was ordained to life was found to be death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it it slew me and killed me all over. Wherefore the law is holy, the commandment holy and just and good. Was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful, might become very aware and, and, and clear of how bad these things were. For we know the law is spiritual, but we, I, am carnal, sold under that sin. 8.1. But there is therefore now no condemnation to those of us which are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life is in Christ Jesus made me free from the law of sin and death. Amen. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, for the sin condemns sin in the flesh. See, we got an excuse because he keeps saying, I get your weak, I get your infirmity, I get it, I get it, you can't do this. But I sent my son to solve that problem. Right from the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh are going to mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. For you to go ahead and do what you want to do, think of no problem, it's death. But to be spiritually minded, to get God's perspective, is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is at odds against God. And it cannot be subject to the law of God, neither be it can be. Because it doesn't get it. Your flesh thinks it's right. And it is, as long as you're serving it. It's right, it's the flesh, and it can do what the flesh does. And there's no doubt in my mind that the flesh can do what the flesh wants to. Just not going to take you where you think you want to go. You want to go. So that they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not that spirit of Christ, you're none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is then dead because of sin, and the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. So therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh, but we live after the flesh, you shall die. But if through the Spirit you do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit, the Spirit of God, they become the sons of God. For they have not received the Spirit of bondage to get into fear, but they have received the Spirit of adoption, whereby they can cry, Daddy or Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are in fact the children of God, and of children and heirs and heirs of God, joint heirs of Christ, if so be that we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together with Amen. Him. Amen. Ten. One, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for you is that you might be saved. For I bear you record that they have a zeal of God. Once again, they know about it. They have a little bit of faith, but not according to knowledge. They are ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law that man which does those things shall then live by them. 
You're going to be judged by the law. If you thought you were free, you could do whatever you want to do. You're going to be judged by doing whatever you wanted to do. Well, you could have been judged by the faith of Christ. But the righteous, which is of faith, speaks in this wise. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend to heaven? That's to bring Christ down. Who shall descend to the deep? That's to bring Christ up again. But what does it say? The word is near you even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. And if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with a heart man believes unto righteousness, and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whosoever believes on him is the one that shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, that's the one that shall be saved. Amen. Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you would present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed for the renewing of your mind that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and the perfect in the will of God. For I say, though the grace given to me and every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. But do we know what that faith looks like? 1 Corinthians 1, 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us that is saved is the power of God. It's what saved me. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is this so-called disputer of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? So no matter what it thinks, has not God proven them wrong? Yes. yes. For after that of the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ Crucified to the Jews, that's a stumbling block. And to the Greeks, it's just foolishness. But in them which are called, both the Jews and the Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. It is the way, the truth, and life for each and every one of you that wants to listen to what I got to say. That's why as preachers do what we do. <laughs> because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Amen. 2, 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech, from wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling. My speech, my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of spirit and of power. That your faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that came to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world and to our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for if they had known it, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. But it is written, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those of us that love him. Amen. But God has revealed them to us by his Spirit, so we need to be spiritually able to receive it, that the Spirit searches all things, yes, it searches the deep things of God. For what? Man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knows no man. Only the spirit of God knows. So now we receive not a spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God that we might know, as well as the spirit knowing the things that are freely given to us of God. 
which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but what the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, and neither can he know them, because they are, are going to only be spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord that now we may instruct him? But we can have the mind of Christ if we follow after. Amen. 3-1. And I, brethren, could not speak of you as spiritual, but as a carnal, even as the babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for thereto you were not able to, to bear it, neither even now able. For you are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife, divisions, are you not still carnal and walk as worldly men and women? For while one says, I'm a Paul, another I'm Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul, who is Apollos, but ministers who I, you then had a chance to believe, even as the Lord gave to every man to teach every man? Who then is Paul? Is Paul? Does I planted Paul's water? But God's the one that gave the increase. So then neither is he that plants anything, neither is he that waters, but God that gives the increase. Now he that planted, and he that waters are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. You are God's husband, and you are God's building. According to the grace of God who was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, another then builds upon it. But let every man take heed how you build upon it. That might be a good source of information, huh? Yes. yes. What are you building on your life now? Because it doesn't look good to me. For another foundation can no man lay than that which is Christ. Christ is going to be the judge for the quick and the dead. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble, every man's work shall be made obvious, for the day shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work to see what sort it was. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer a loss. But hopefully, he himself shall be saved, even yet by fire. And I'm saying, yeah. hopefully, because that's not a promise. You don't get to go do what you want to do and still get saved by the fire. Remember, he's coming with a flaming fire, taking vengeance on those that did not obey. Uh, that doesn't sound like you'll be saved by fire, does it? No. Second no. Corinthians 1 8. For we would not, brethren, have you be ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in the land that we were pressed out of measure, but strengthened so much that we despaired of your life. But we had this sentence of death in ourselves, so that we would learn not to trust in ourselves, but trust in God, which raises the dead, Amen. who delivered us from such a great death, and still does deliver, and who we trust that he will deliver us. You also helping together by prayer for us. That the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons. Thanks may be given by many on our behalf. Our life would be an excellent example. For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience. That in simplicity of God and sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we've had our conduct in the world and more abundantly to you. For we write no other things than you that which we've already read and acknowledged. We trust you shall acknowledge even to the end. See, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, yet but not in despair. Persecuted. Here, can I tell you something? Stop for a second. Think about you know these these, these verses. I, I read them quite often, you know, and 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 the word really been on my heart about this. We have 
been troubled, perplexed, persecuted, and cast down. Think about your life right now. Yeah. But if you think about your life in Christ, has it ended badly for you yet? No. No. So why aren't you stressed? Why aren't you despair? Why aren't you forsaken? Why are you now not destroyed? He's given you a shot. What are you going to do with that shot? Same stupid shit you've been doing? Because if you are, then these four things that you have been experiencing are going to experience the four things that said you haven't had yet. Which all the way down to destruction. We're always going to bear about in the body that die of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our body. But if we're not going to manifest the body of Christ, I guess we're going to die for real. For we which live, those of us that have decided to take this life and live, are always going to be delivered to death. But for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made obvious in our mortal flesh. So the death works in us and life works in you. We have in the same spirit of faith, according to it is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken, we also believe, and therefore we're going to continue to speak and proclaim, knowing that he which has raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up also by Jesus, and shall present us with you, because all things are for your sake, that the abundant grace might, through the thanksgiving of many others, redound to the glory of God, that many others are going to see who you were and everything God brought you to, so they would want to give God the glory. Which cause we are not going to faint, but though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. But well, we look not at the things which are seen, but look at the things which are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporary, brief, and fleeting. The things which are not seen are eternal or everlasting. Five one. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house. Not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. We should know this, right? Yes. For this we groan earnestly, desire to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall be not found naked. We that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened not for what we would be unclothed, but clothed upon. Their mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that has wrought us for the self-same thing as God, who has given to us the earnest of the spirit, the down payment. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Five seven. Everybody say it? Yeah. So we're confident, I say that, and willing rather to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor that whether we be present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone must receive the things done in his body. Uh-oh. According to all that he has done, whether it's good or bad. Not like a tour I want to take. Five, excuse me, 10-3. For though we walk in this flesh, we do no more after this flesh. The weapons of warfare are not carnal anymore. They're mighty through God and pulling down of any stronghold, any casting down of the imagination, and everything that's high that exalts itself between the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Anything and everything gets in the way, he's going to take it down and he'll call upon him out of a pure heart and a pure mind. Amen. And having then a readiness to revenge all of our former disobedience, 
when our obedience is finally fulfilled. Amen. 13.4. For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall also live with him by the power of God towards you. So examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know you not for your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you unless or except you already are reprobates? But I trust that you should know that we're not reprobate yet. Now I pray to God that you will do no evil. Not that you should appear approved, but that you should do that which is honest, even though you might be as reprobate. For we can do nothing against the truth. Everything we do is for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. And this also we wish, even for your perfection, your maturity. Therefore I write these things being an absent, lest being present I should use a sharpness according to the power which the Lord has given me to your edification and not for your destruction. Amen. Galatians 2.16 Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of love and by the faith of Christ, even we have believed in Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, not by the works of the law, but for the works of law shall no flesh ever be justified. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves are also found sinners again, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For though through the law I am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. So I'm crucified with Christ, and yet, nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live it by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me, and I do not, do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness could come by my works, by my efforts, by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. 3.1 Oh, foolish heart of worship, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? For whose eyes has Christ been evidently set forth crucified among you? This is only what I learned of you. Do you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish that having begun in the Spirit, you're now going to try to perfect it by your flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if yet it needs to be in vain? He therefore that ministers to you the Spirit and works miracles among you. Does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Even as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Know you therefore that they which are of faith, the same then are the children of Abraham. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen, us, through faith, preached before the gospel to Abraham, saying, In thee shall all of the nations be blessed. So the name which be of the faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that continues not in all of the things written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law of the sight of God, it is evident. For the just have to live by faith. And the law is not faith. But the man that does them will have to live in them, the law. Christ has redeemed us from that curse of the law, though, being made a curse for us. It is written, cursed is everyone that hangs upon a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. I guess that would mean we'd have to have faith. Yes. Five, one. Stand fast, therefore, the liberty then, where Christ has made you free. Be not entangled again with the yokes of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that circumcised, now you're a debtor to the whole law. 
So Christ has become of no effect in you, whosoever you are justified by the law, because you have fallen from the grace. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but faith, faith alone, which works by love. So you did run well. Who did hinder you that you did not obey the truth? This persuasion came not in and called you. A little leaven is going to leaven the whole lump, so be careful. I have confidence in you through the Lord, though, that you'll be none otherwise minded. But he that troubled you shall bear his judgment, whoever that is. And I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I suffer persecution? Is then the offense of the cross ceased? Nope. I will there even cut off which trouble you, for brethren, you have been called into liberty. Only use not that liberty for an occasion of your flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, that you shall love thy neighbor as yourself. But if you divide and devour one another, take heed that you end up not consumed of one another. 6.1 Brother of man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual. Restore that one in a spirit of meekness. Consider yourself lest somehow you be tempted too. Bear you one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives only himself. But let every man prove his own work and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone. He can be excited about what he's accomplished and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Well, let that is taught in the word, communicated in the teachings and all good things. So be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that's exactly what they're going to reap. For he that sows to his flesh is of the flesh going to reap corruption. That doesn't sound good, does it, kids? No. But he that sows to the Spirit shall of the Spirit then reap everlasting life. I guess we start changing the seeds we're going to sow, huh? Yes. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not in the process of sowing spiritual things. We have therefore opportunity, let us do good to all, but especially to those that are of the household of faith. Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be God the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Amen. Having, not lust, by the way, love. Amen. Having predestined us to the adoption of children by Christ to himself. According to the good pleasure, once again, of his will. His will is to have us predestined to be adopted in, according to Christ, into, into, into our, our Lord and our Savior, not only Christ, but God himself. Amen. To the praise of the Lord of his grace, where he has made us accepted in the blood, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, where he has abounded towards us in wisdom and prudence, to know what to do and be careful to do it, okay. having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both those things that are in heaven and those things that are on the earth, even all things in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will, which would be God. What should we, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom you also trusted after you heard the word of your truth, of the truth for you, the gospel of your salvation, whom after also you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which by the way is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise and the glory of his glory. Therefore I have also 
And after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of your Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of himself. That the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know what the hope is of your calling or his calling on you, but your calling, that what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance of the saints might be for you. Amen. 2-1. And you, he is quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. For in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, who also we had our conduct in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love where he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he quickened us together with Christ, because it's by grace you've been saved, and has raised us up together, and made us set together in heavenly places. He'd have to make us because we couldn't make ourselves when we tried. Right. Raised them together and made us set in heavenly places in Christ. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. Show how potent the grace is by delivering you there. Right. <laughs> that ought to be potent grace. Huh? Yes. That he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ. For by his grace you would save through faith. And that, not of yourselves, it is the yes. gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to good works, which God before ordained that we should all walk in them. Amen. 3.8. And me, whom less than the least of all the saints has this grace been given. That all put your name there, right? Yes. That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. To make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. From the beginning of the world has been hidden in God who created all things by Christ. To the intent that now the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known. The church and the manifold wisdom of God. That this uh, principalities and powers in high places getting ready to get whooped by the church. According to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ our Lord. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. The faith of Christ. Amen. Wherefore I desire that you faint not of my tribulation to you, which is also for your glory. Ephesians 4 7. But in every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he says, When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts to men. Now he that ascended is what is also when he that descended first to the lower parts of the earth. He that ascended is the same also that ascended high, far above all the heavens. That he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to a measure of the stature, the fullness of Christ. That from now on we would be no more children tossed to and fro and carried around with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness, where they lie and wait to deceive us, but speaking the truth in love. We may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effective working in the measure of every part, makes increase of the body into the edifying of itself in love. Amen. Ephesians 6:10. Finally, my brethren, be strong. It's not finally, but close. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against that flesh 
and blood, but against principalities and powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's why we're going to let the whole church come. There to show them the medical wisdom of God, what we've got, because we're going to kick their butts. Right? You said that. Yeah. Yes. Where we're taking you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all the stand, I ask that you stand there for it. Get you up on your damn feet and take, take a good stance. Be ready. Philippians 3, 7. What things were gained to me, I counted as a loss for Christ. They had a life once before and all things that you've done, whether it be sick or whatever it was, those things you count as a game you thought were worthwhile and you thought was fun doing. I count them as a loss to do one thing. <laughs> Get right with God. Amen. Yes, doubtless. And I count all things. Damn. 3-7. Yes, doubtless. I count all things but a loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I've suffered the loss of all things. I do count them as nothing or manure or crap. And I may win Christ. I may be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. That I may know him, the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings made conformable to his death, and by any means I might attain to the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I'd already attained, though, neither were I already perfect, but I'd follow after that which I apprehend, for which I'm also apprehended of Christ Jesus. Amen. So, brethren, I count not myself to apprehend, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things that are butchered before, I press forward to the mark of the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So let us, therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if anything else be otherwise minded, God shall even reveal this unto us. So nevertheless, where do we have already attained? Let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Of these things put the remembrance, charging them before the Lord, they strive not about words to no profit, but in the spreading of the hearers. Study to show yourself approved. Approved unto God that a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly divided the word of truth, but shun the profane and vain babblings. They're going to increase to more and more in godliness. And the word will eat as does a canker, who I meant to flee as who consider the truth of error, saying they resurrection has already passed over through the faith of some. Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, having this seal. The Lord knows that there is, and let everyone that is named the name of Christ depart from iniquity. In a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. So if a man will therefore purge himself from these things of dishonor, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and ready for the master's use, prepared for every good work. So flee also youthful lusts. Follow after righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call upon the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender stripes. The servant of the Lord must not strive and be gentle, and all men apt to teach and be patient. In meekness, instructing those who oppose themselves, if God perhaps will give them a repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him and his will. Hebrew 5, 11. Who have many things to say, they're hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. When things, for when the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again the very basic first principles of the oracles of God. You become of such need of, need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. In other words, you don't know how to live righteously. Right. For he's a baby. 
strong meat belongs to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern the difference between good and evil. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, laying down again the foundation of repentance from dead works, faith towards God, of doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permit, for it's impossible, impossible, for those who were once enlightened have tasted the heavenly gift were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. If they have tasted the good word of God, the powers of the world will come. If they end up falling away, it's impossible to do them again to repentance, since they've been crucified themselves, the Son of God will refresh, afresh, and put them, him, to an open shame. The earth which drinks in the rain that comes off upon it, brings forth herbs, meat for them whom by it is dressed, receives a blessing from God. But that which bears thorns and briars is rejected. Sneering to cursing whose end is to be burned. But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you. Things that accompany salvation, though we speak thus. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love which you have showed towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and you do still minister. And we desire that every one of you to show the same diligence to the full assurance of the hope all the way to the end. That you be not lazy, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Amen. Hebrews 10, 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that's to say through his flesh, having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that is promised. Let us consider one another to provoke to love and good works, but not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together in some manner of some ends, but exhorting one another as so much more as you see these days approaching. 11.1. Now faith is the substance of things that are hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For it by the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things that were seen were not made of things as they do appear. By faith, Abel offered good unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained a witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, still he speaks. Amen. By faith, Enoch was translated, that he should not see death. It was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had a testimony that he pleased God. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is God, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him and a rewarder of those that don't. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear upon, and upon this, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by which he condemned the world and became the heir of the righteousness which is by faith, trusting God when God said, go do something that didn't even make any sense. James 1, 2. My brother, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, the trying of faith is going to work patience, that patience have a perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Amen. If any of you lack wisdom, then let him ask God who gives to all men liberally, a brave not, and it should be given unto him. Let him ask in faith, Nothing wavering, for he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Let not that man think he's going to receive anything of the Lord. 
A double-minded man is going to be unstable in all of his ways. Yeah. Verse 12. Blessed is the man that endures these temptations. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God, because God cannot be tempted with evil, neither does he tempt any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away with his own lusts, and then enticed. And when the lust is conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. So do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above, and comes down from the Father of lights, which, and with, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow turning. Amen. His own will he begot us with the first word of truth, that we should be kind of the first fruits of his creatures. Amen. 2.14. What is the problem, my brethren? The man says he has faith and have not works. Can faith save him? A brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say to him, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them those things which are needful to, to the body, does it profit? No, no. Even so, faith, if it has not works, is dead, being alone. Mm -hmm. Yes, a man may say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, but you do well. The devils believe also, at least they're afraid. But will you know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by his works? When he offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar? See you how faith wrought with his works? By the works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled. When it says Abraham believed God, it was counted and imputed to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. So you see how, but how that by works a man is justified, not by faith only. Likewise also was Rahab, the harlot justified by works, when she had received the message from the messengers, and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so is faith without works dead. First yeah. Peter 1, 3. Bless me God, the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, which... According to his abundant mercy, he's begotten us again in a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. We have a hope, but are we walking in that hope? To an inheritance that's incorruptible, undefiled, that fades not away, reserved in heaven for you. You that are kept by the power of God through faith and salvation. But if you're not kept by the power of God in faith toward salvation, I guess it doesn't matter. Ready to reveal the last time to see how it turns out in the end. We're in your great rejoice, though now for a season, need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations. The trial of your faith, which much more precious than gold that perishes, will be tried. Fire might be found to praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus. Whom having not seen you love, and though whom though now you see him not, yet you believe, you rejoice with a joy that's unspeakable and that's full of glory. Amen. And receive the end of your faith. Even receive the salvation of your souls. Amen. 2 1. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and guile and hypocrisies, envies and all evil speakings, as a newborn babe desires the sincere milk of the word, you may grow thereby. If so, be that you have tasted the Lord is gracious, in whom coming as into a living stone, disallowed of needed men, but chosen of God and precious. You also, as living stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Christ. You are a living stone built up. What is the problem? Wherefore also it's contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone, elect, precious. And he believes in him, shall not be confounded. And to you, therefore, that which believes, he's precious. To them that 
which being disobedient the stone which the builders disallowed, that same has made the head of the corner. And that stumbling, the stone of stumbling, is a rock of fencing to them which stumbled the word, they're being disobedient, wherefore they're appointed to be disobedient to cause, like Pharaoh, God's power to be known. But you are a chosen generation of royal priesthood, a holy nation, and peculiar people that should show forth the praise of him who walked who called you out of the darkness into the marvelous light, Amen. which in time past were not people, but now the people of God. You've not obtained mercy, but now you've obtained mercy. So dearly beloved, I beg you that you would, as strangers and pilgrims, you would abstain from your fleshly lust, which war against your soul, having your conduct honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in that day of visitation. Amen. Second Peter 1, 3. According as divine power has given to us all things pertaining to life and godliness, to the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given to us exceeding and great and precious promises, that by these we may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. And beside this, give all diligence to add to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and they abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord, Savior Jesus. Amen. But he that lacks these things is blind, cannot see afar off, and has already forgotten that he's been purged from these old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and your election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an infant shall be ministered to you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, just for you. Amen. 1 John 5, 1, 5. This then is the message which you've heard of him. We declare unto you that God is light in him and there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we are liars and don't know the truth. If we walk in the light of season light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Christ and his son cleanses us from all of our sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all the unrighteousness. That's the reason we're writing out confessions. Yes. Yes. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and the word is not in us. So my little children, these things I write unto you, that you would sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Christ Jesus, the righteous. And he is the replacement for our sins, not for our sins only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that says, I know him and keeps not the commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. You know, liars burn, right? Yes. yes. Truth is not in him. But whoso keeps his word in him, truly is the love of God perfected. Hereby we know that we are in him. He that says he abides in him on himself also walk, even as Christ walked. 15. So love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I pretty much guess you wouldn't go out and do the worldly things unless you loved it. So probably telling the Father's not in him in that case. For all of this that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but it's of the world. And the world is passing away. And the lust thereof is passing away with it. He that does the will of God is going to abide forever. Amen. So let that therefore abide you, 24, which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you shall also continue the Son and the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. 
These things I've written unto you concerning them that try to seduce you. The anointing which you have received of him abides in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but the same anointing teaches you of all things, and the truth, and is no lie. Even as has been taught you, you shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence, and be not ashamed before him at his coming. But if you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that does righteousness is then born of him. So behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the children of God. Therefore the world knows us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are the children of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall, when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in himself purifies himself, even as pure as he is pure. Whosoever commits sin is transgressing the law, for sin is the transgression of law. And you know that he has manifested and taken away our sins, and in him there is no sin. Whosoever abides in him then sins not. Whosoever sins then has not seen him nor even known him. So that's crazy. You don't even know him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that does righteousness is righteous, even as Christ is righteous. He that commits sins of the devil. The devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. For Christ's seed remains in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. In this, the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever does not righteousness is not of God. Neither is he that loves not his brother. 18. My little children, let us not love in words, neither in tongue, but in deed and truth. Hereby we know that we are of the truth, and here shall assure our hearts before him. For heart condemns God is greater than our heart, and knows all things. Blood of our heart condemns not, though we have a confidence towards our God, and whatsoever we ask, we receive him, because we keep his commandments, and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is the commandment, that we should believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, as he's asked us to, his commandment. And he that keeps his commandment dwells in him, and he in turn in you. And hereby we know that he abides in us but the, by the spirit which he has given to us. Amen. By one, whosoever believes that Jesus Christ is born of God. And everyone that loves him is begotten loves also ones that have begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God, we keep his commandments. We have proof that we love God because we keep his yes. commandments. Yes. For this is the love of God that we should keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is that victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. I guess to believe that he's the Son of God, you'd have to want to be his and live in him and not in your selfishness, right? Yes. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. But this is the witness of God that he has testified of his Son. He that believes that the Son of God has a witness in himself. He that believes not, God has made him a liar because he believes not the record that God gave his Son. And this is that record that God has given to us eternal life. That life is in his Son. So he that has the Son has life. He that has not the Son has not life. These things I have written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he'll hear us. And we know if he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. 18. We know that whosoever is born of God is going to sin not. But he that is begotten of God keeps himself in the wicked one. Can't touch him. We know that we are of God and the whole world lies in wickedness. 
We know the Son of God has come, and He's given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true, and we are in Him that is true, even in His Son Jesus. This is the true God that we are in, and this is, in fact, eternal life. So, little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Amen. Jude 17. But, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord and our Savior Jesus. How they told you, I'm telling you, mockers in the last time, who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit. These be they that separate themselves, sensual, not having the Spirit. But you, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord and our Savior Jesus to our eternal life. Get right, though, He'll give you the mercy if you're going to do it for the right reason. Amen. And if some of these have compassion, making a difference. Another saved them with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now in him that is able to keep you from falling. For him that is able to present you faultless before the presence of his own glory with exceeding joy. To him, the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. And let this be so. Amen. And that's your message. So Father, we come before you tonight and say thank you, Lord, for this time. Ask for God, your spirit has a mighty, mighty work being done in our life, Lord God, that we all make ourselves available. We're not going to scatter, Lord God. We're going to stand strong and let you do the work. We need the work. We need the life. We no longer desire, Lord God, righteously, the things that we've got caught up in. We desire to, to know you more. So we give you praise, thanks, honor, and glory for all the things we're asking for tonight. We pray it all in the precious name and the precious blood of our Lord and our Savior, our Messiah, Jesus. Amen, amen. Amen. amen.